Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. We have a great show for you today. Like always, we have the lovely Serene from Clayton Season here to talk all about her one-on-one date, and we got to get to know her a little bit, Mike. I want to get to know her. We haven't seen much of her, and I'm trying to get to, you know, just see what she's all about, uh, expound upon her story, and just see what makes, us, what makes her smile. So let's do it. Let's do it. But first, you know how we do, bro. We got to get into our hot takes. Got to. And I'll start it off, man. I mean, obviously, there's there's no way we can get around all the drama surrounding Shanae and Clayton. Um, it's it's gotten ridiculous at this point. And yes. I thought of this quote uh, by Bob Marley to tie into this whole situation. And it's it actually refers to a man, but I'm gonna kind of flip it right now onto Shanae a little bit. Uh, But the quote is, the biggest coward of a man is to awaken the love of a woman without the intention of loving her. Now, I wouldn't call Shanae so much of a coward, but at this point, man, she is like the master manipulator because in my opinion, like she has Clayton wrapped around her finger. Like all she needed to do was step up and apologize to the women, which she totally faked. Right. She gave the the tears. She put it pretty much put on the performance. Never compare yourself to Meryl Streep. First of all, <laughs> just need to throw <laughs> facts, that out there. Facts, like facts, facts. You are nowhere near that. But it was it was a good performance. I got to give it to her. But at the end of the day, man, comparing to the quote, she has no intention of loving Clayton. She doesn't whatsoever. And, but first off, first and foremost, Brian, homie, brother, I got to call you out. You was all on Shanae's side during the hot takes last week. What's up? What changed? <laughs> no, listen, I, I give her, I'm giving her credit right now. She's a master manipulator. She probably okay. has taken the title of greatest villain of all time at this point, <laughs> because like, I don't think anybody's done this much to piss off this many people and still be on the show. Like she should have been eliminated probably like one or two episodes. I mean, do you I agree? Think she, I think she lost everyone when, she said, "Okay, I can stop now. I can stop faking now." When yeah, she had her little, when she had her ITM, her in the moments. Uh, yeah, the ADHD. I mean, she's had multiple things that you know were were big enough to kick her off. But Why I mean, are we talking about this girl, this girl don't deserve. I mean, it's a total she, she game for her, Mike. It's a it total is. game. But it's she, like, she's winning her game, and it's pissing me off that she's winning her game. And so, I, I got it. Allowing her to play it. Right. I'm, I, I mean, only partly. Right. Clayton still doesn't see every single thing. I mean, now we already know what happens because we for whatever reason, the show showed the top three women. And so we know that on this two on one, we know who is on that top three and we know who is not on that top three. So we know no. what's going to happen on this two on one. So Clayton's finally going to see it. But like he still hasn't seen everything. But I think when all the women told Clayton, that's when he should have known right then. That's there. Like, it, right? Like, like that was the like that's all what the I women was, are telling you, bro. That's what I was screaming last week. It's like, why couldn't they have teamed up like, the you know, on Katie's season they did with Carl and he, he got the boot. But he got the information from all the women in that group date and he went back to Shanae. She smooth talked him. <laughs> Right, they started making out. I mean, at the end of the Bruh, day, I don't even you, think you, it's smooth. I don't even. She, uh, look, he's attractive. He is attractive. Yeah, thank, like, thank you for saying that because I wouldn't have said it as, as eloquent as you. That's what it is. It wasn't her words; it was her looks. And to me, trying Shanae, everything you made the power. baddest on the season. She would say she would, if she was listening. She'd be like, "Mike, you made the baddest in Bachelor Nation." We already know that. We know what it is, though. When it comes to me, I got my better words. So, I just feel like coming at it right now because I'm annoyed that we got to <laughs> talk about her still. Like, it's annoying. Like she didn't smooth talk Clayton. 
she's she is a she is an attractive woman, and that's what it was. Well, in her words, she's a blonde bombshell, and apparently she for damn straight a blonde bombshell. <laughs> Clayton has, has she not seen Wolf of Wall Street? Self, What's up, girl from Wolf of Wall Street? This is self-proclaimed yesterday. What's up, girl from Wolf of Wall Street? That's my that's my blonde bombshell. Okay, yes, I, and Rachel I McAdams. I love Rachel <laughs> McAdams too. But anyway, <laughs> but no, it's like oh god, Clayton Margot Robbie. Lord. There you oh. go, Margot Robbie. That's Clayton the that's the Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. Clayton is such a good dude, and it's like these two just aren't compatible, right? I mean, I feel like if this was in the real world, she would just play him like she's doing on the season, and and it, it's he needs more of a more of a genuine, you know, good girl. Like that's I feel like that's his lane. You know what I'm saying? Like I just think she would chew him out in the real world, and then what sucks is that. Like, it's like a vicious cycle out there in the world, right? Where it's like, let's say the girl plays the guy, then now all of a sudden the guy gets cold-hearted and he basically doesn't care about the next couple women he dates when they're actually looking for a good dude, right? Yeah. So he plays them, and then it's like a vicious cycle. It happens to men and women. I don't know. Do you get what I'm trying to say? No, 100% it does happen to men and women both. It's something that, sadly, uh, all genders have to face, and it's, it's because of – it starts with – situations like this it's like her people her people right it's like the, and that's what the, she's doing right now exactly so i'm not saying i'm not saying Sinead hurt i genuinely think that it's like my the hot ticket that we talked about last week where we disagree i don't like her because she's not using this for the right reasons and i hate to say that cliche term but it is what it is like she's just here to get attention that's all she's scaring about and that's exactly what she's doing that's why it's pissing me off to still be talking about this girl because she's winning in what she desires to win at and it's it's unfortunately at the demise of my homie Clayton. Now, this is what Shanae is annoying because you know, there's been this has been going on for some time now where women are, are like, and men can do this too, but this is what I hear from women. They say, I need a guy that can handle me. I feel like that's something that Shanae would say, right? Give me a guy that can handle me. And if it was me, I'll put her ass in check. I say what I said, come with me if you want to, right? So and, do you think that she thinks that Clayton can handle her? No. She does not think that Clayton can handle her. And so therefore, one reason why I think that she doesn't like him, right? But if you need somebody to, because when I, what I just said, people gonna come at me, I have been checked by women, I've been checked by my exes before, so don't get it twisted, it's not no man versus woman thing, right? But when it comes to, when people say, I need somebody that can handle me, I hate that term, I hate when people say that because you need to be able to handle your damn self, you're a grown individual, you're an adult. True, facts, yeah. And that's what I would tell Shanae. And I don't like the fact that she is gaslighting. Like we can't just call a spade a spade. She's if that was if the shoe was on the other foot, we will be torching this man. Yeah, no, and I mean, like me being in that position, obviously I went through it. Like I was serious about the process. I didn't deal with any, or at least I didn't try to involve myself in any drama. Whenever somebody tried to pull me in, I was like, absolutely not. I'm here for one thing. You know what I'm saying? Whether to see if if Rachel Lindsay was the woman hey. of my future, right? Hey. So. Like, I just like the fact that she's basically making a game out of it, right? Like, she's collecting she the heads of all the women that she's getting Clayton to kick off. Like, that's her, that's what gets her <laughs> off in a sense, right? She's like, by, you know, B I T C H, right? She's like yeah. calling out all these women more so than actually trying to advance a relationship of, of, of her and Clayton. So I just think she's making a mockery of it. I think her days are numbered. But at the same time, it's like, Lane, the women told you about her, and you still kept her around. Yeah, homie. And that's, you let her that, off that, the hook. You let her off the hook. Homie. So it's like at this point, it's like, that, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? That, when, once the other ladies told Clayton, Clayton, that was, that was, I love you, Clayton, but that was on you. That, that little last piece, that was, that was on you. I was on your side all the way up until all the ladies came and told you. But I'm just not with the, the double standards that we have in this world sometimes. Like, I think of, to Mari and Kenny. They are a, a very oh, I saw that. Okay. attractive couple. Uh, they are. They are. Kenny might be the only person like robbing you for your abs, the number of abs that y'all have, right? Hey, man. The for, the 40 Club, baby. Hey, <laughs> I'm messing around. Hey, I'm looking good now when I got a shirt <laughs> off, and I'm going to keep looking good for the next few, right? There you go. Uh, but my, my stomach's nowhere near as good as yours and his, though, so I'll, I'll say it for the record. But I, I saw that Mari was, you know, she was hurt because people were saying and commenting, like, you need to act like a lady under her lingerie pick and things of that nature, right? More negative things like that. But under Kenny's, they were like, oh my God, you're so hot. And Mari made a great point, which is like, why can I not 
feel comfortable and sexy in my skin, but my fiance can't. Is it just because he's a dude? Like, yeah, I mean, if you notice, I mean, I saw that too. I mean, if you notice, it was, I mean, I think she mentioned it in mm -hmm. her tweet or her, you know, when she commented something, back. You know, yeah, you see it was all, it was all women commenting that, right? Yeah. So basically, maybe the same women that were commenting on the thirst trap of Kenny, like, oh my God, you look so hot. On hers, it was like, okay, this is totally inappropriate. But it's yeah. like, they're a couple. If they're both cool with it, like, who are, who's anybody to judge? You know what I'm saying? Like, let them do we what they want to do. Whatsoever. They both look good. They both look good. I you know, know Kenny. If you got it. it, flaunt it. Go for it. Whatever. Who cares? Like, I don't understand why people get so like caught up in like what other people are doing. Like, and some when something like that happens, it's like I'm telling you right now, Brian. Once the body gets to where I wanted at, shit. The trapping. <laughs> the trapping is starting. I'm trapping hard. <laughs> All summer long, I'm trapping. You, you heard it here first, say. ladies. All summer long, I'm get trapping. ready. Get ready. I ain't supposed to thirst trapping like at least a quarter, right? Mike Four Johnson months, is coming months. for you. I am trapping hard, and I'm still gonna be intelligent. And that's another thing. That's a whole another like topic right there. Why can't an individual be intelligent and sexy, right? It's like if you look at somebody, let's take it's Kenny for example, worlds. right? Take Mari, take Kenny since we're talking about them. Why can't they post a thirst trap and then be intelligent, beautiful human beings, right? Productive members of society. It's like we put people in these boxes, yo, and it's pissing. It's just annoying. Like we put people in boxes based on their title, based on their attractiveness, based on if they're a man or if they're a woman. Like, like Shanae, um, does she get, is she called gaslighting or is she not because she's a woman? Like, um, wh why can't a human being just be a human being and we call a spade a spade? I agree. I agree. I mean, can you imagine if, like I said, comparing in my my story, can you imagine a guy doing exactly the same thing as Shanae to the Bachelorette? I no, mean, it just wouldn't happen. It, it genuinely would not happen. First off, if I was if I was on that season, I would I would you know how I'd be acting. I would have came stupid at him, at the individual. Yeah, and, and just be like, nah, if like Rachel, you got to send this individual home, or Hannah, you got to <laughs> send this individual home, or whatever the case may be, right? So, I just would love a world to where, you know, we're all human beings, right? I'm a, I'm a supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. Absolutely. And so therefore I'm a supporter of all genders. And so w along with that goes, I'm gonna treat your ass like you acting. <laughs> it's I, that simple I, to me. I, I'm totally with you, man. It's that simple. But you know, the negativity, let's get off of that because I try to love and preach that positivity. And I don't really want to talk bad about no one whatsoever, especially because life is so short. But someone that I still, I'm like, I want to know more about. I want to get deeper uh, into who they are. And they also had a one-on-one -on -one this past week. And so I would love to talk to Serene and bring her in. How about absolutely. you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you saw that, you know, Clayton kind of caught on to it a little bit too, that mm -hmm. she was a little shy, maybe holding yes. things back a little bit. So I'm actually looking forward to peeling back a couple of those layers and finding out a little bit more about her. Uh, definitely. So uh, let's bring her in. Serene. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi. What's <laughs> up, Serene? How are you guys? <laughs> Good, good. We're, We're so amazing excited we got to have you here, here today. I, I'm excited to be here. Just got done teaching, so crazy day. But let's up. just yeah, let's dive into that. Yeah, let's really. dive into that. You're you're a teacher. Like, what grade are you teaching? Like, talk to us about what that. was today's lesson. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, we're learning subtraction and regrouping. I teach second grade. Okay, second grade. Okay, okay. I have to know, Serene. The biggest thing, math was my favorite subject all throughout life. 
And the reason I think it was because we had little r rhymes that would go along and help us remember things. Like dividing fractions easiest pie, flip the second number and multiply. It just sticks in my head. Do you guys use any of those? You know, I, I taught fifth grade last year and we were using like, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Okay, Pim Doss, yes. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. yeah. So crazy. <laughs> I'm like, that's I what I learned when house. I was in school. Yes, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. That's so cool. I, I, I remember all that. So you're a teacher, you're teaching second grade. I just assume that you have to be extremely patient. I like to I mean, think so. I like to think so. I, I really love kids. And so it's it it comes really naturally to me teaching. Um, it's not what I went to school for, but I'm super happy with it just because I love being around kids. So what did you go to school for? So my degree is um, professional media, but it's essentially like a journalism degree. Okay. So we'll get back into the teaching in a little bit, but let's get into your one-on-one -on -one last night. It we have to. It was a big night for you. Um, yes. What did you feel when you heard your name being called on the day card? So actually, my date was the first one-on-one -on -one that like my name wasn't called on the date card, and that's like not how I found out. I found out because I wasn't on the group date. So gotcha. to okay. be honest, okay. I gotcha. was kind of freaking out because I I have seen the show, but I haven't seen a lot of it. And so I was like, wait, you know, there have been girls in this house that haven't gotten a date recently. Does this mean I'm not getting a date? Just because I always kind of have like that side of like self-doubt, like I don't want to be too cocky or too smug. And like whenever um, whenever the date card was being read for that group date, there was just a lot of stuff going on. And so I'm like waiting. I'm just like sitting here waiting to hear my name and it wasn't there. And so I was really, really, really pumped, but like just hoping that I actually had a date. <laughs> no, definitely. I get that. So. You were like, you didn't want to be too excited for it because it's a possibility that it wouldn't have came true. Yeah, I mean, and there was just, there was a lot going on at the time. Um, so I I just wanted to be like respectful of everybody else. And like, also I wasn't Sweet. positive I was getting a date at the time either, but really hopeful and excited. Well, talk about that a little bit. You know, there was a lot, like you just said, going on in the house. But when you were certain that you were, uh, that Clayton and you were going on a date, you know, how was that feeling to get out of the house, get away from the drama and just you and Clayton kicking it at the theme park? You know, I was so, so excited. And I think up until this point, you haven't really seen like a ton of our connection yet. And so I just really wanted to hang out with him. Like I really wanted the time to just really get to know him on a personal level. And um, in the group date setting, we always had like these little moments. We had like great conversations. I was just so ready to actually spend a day with him though. Is there a moment that, uh, that comes to mind that y'all had in the past prior to your one-on-one? -on -one? Oh my goodness. I'm trying to know the dirt. Come on now, let us know something. I threw the cake at him at the birthday party. So if you see a picture of him with cake on him, it's because, you know, I teamed up with it with a child to do that. So you threw cake on him <laughs> and then he was serving you ice cream at the theme park. What'd yeah. you think of his uh, little out outfit in the apron, serving you ice cream? I mean, he, oh, was... he looked so hot, but I was so bashful. I was like, I don't I almost don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> That was nice. Y'all's date was really sweet. And first off, more power to you for doing that swing. Oh, I was like, yeah, those, those rides were crazy. Hey, yes. I, I've never done that in my life. I'm scared coaster, of that. But that swing, I mean, the little straps. Yes. We were over the ocean or the gulf. We were over the water. And I was like, this is terrifying. He <laughs> was like, Clayton, if we go, I'm going to need you to break the fall. <laughs> Yeah, I it, was, think it was a sacrifice I for love. Shit happened, and I, I kind of like laid my head on him because I was like, I cannot believe I'm doing this right now. Wow. Who was who was more nervous, you or him? For the swing, because I feel like he was, 
You were? Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, what were you going to say, Brian? Because I feel he was a little nervous, but he was, you know, he was trying to be the man and be all macho. He's like, I got this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's the power of having a beautiful woman next to you that you're trying to get to know. Yeah. I've literally been at the theme park myself. And <laughs> Me over here is scared, but I got this beautiful lady. I gotta like try to suck it up. Try to suck it up. But Serene, what did you say? I didn't hear you. I said gotta try to look a little tough. No, he's try to. He seemed fine. Like he was not scared. He was like Serene, you're doing the swing, and I was like, yeah. Clay, Clay looked good. He was fine. Do it for the memories. Do it for the memories. But talking about those memories, I think Clayton did a wonderful job when. You know, he was being transparent and honest with you. He wanted to get to get deeper with you, get to know you a bit more. And on y'all's night portion of the day, you guys got to go deeper and have those conversations. Uh, you had mentioned dealing with some loss in your family mm -hmm. and how that's been hard for you. And can you elaborate on that if you decide, if you feel comfortable doing? Yeah. Um, so I hadn't lost anybody until like two and a half years ago, my grandma passed away. And it was so unexpected. Um, you know, she never went to the doctor. A small little Native American lady like was like, I'm not going to the doctor for anything. And um, we had like a checkup done with her. Finally, finally got her to the doctor. They were like, oh, my goodness, we haven't seen anyone this healthy at this age. And then like six months later, she just started feeling sick. And it was like cold like symptoms, you know, kind of something that you're not really looking that much into and it turned out she had had a heart attack and we didn't know oh, wow. um i guess symptoms what? of heart attacks are different in women she didn't know she had a heart attack either there are a lot there it's a lot more passive i guess um oh, wow. you know so it came out oh, as like yeah like symptoms? i did have this pain like a couple weeks ago that i didn't tell anybody about but it went away and i've just kind of felt oh, wow. down since then um, we had no clue and um, that just like came out of the blue and she had never slowed down like lots of grandkids and all of that and so seeing her chase like children around like young children um, and then just seeing her like get sick so fast and even with that um, I was actually at work when all of this happened and I found out about it and I was just like oh I need to go to the hospital they placed a stint did like a surgery and they were like wow her numbers are incredible she looks great she passed away the next day when i was at work um wow. so it was wow. so unexpected um you know finding out that she had had that heart attack i had like 24 hours and then she was gone um yeah so that was really were you able tough. to talk to her at all like before she passed yeah and it's actually really it's so special because um, you see me talk about on my date, like my family's not super emotional. Like my parents love me, show their love in different ways. But like we didn't really talk about our feelings very much, like to the point where like saying I love you can be a little awkward in my family. It's just like it doesn't just like flow out. And the night that we had found out about all this and she had the surgery like immediately, I went to her room and they were like, all right, visiting hours are closing. And um, I said goodnight to her and she just like clutched my hand and looked at me and was like, I love you so much. Aww. And I was just like, Ooh, I love you too. I love you too. Where's this coming from? And she's like, no, I just wanted to tell you I love you so much. And that was the last time I talked to her. And I mean, that was really tough and it was so unexpected that my mom called me to tell me and I was like thinking of my mom the entire time. So with that, I didn't really get to process it for a long time just because like it was so shocking to everyone. Um, and I was just like so worried about how everyone else was feeling. So it was a really tough year whenever that happened. And did you yeah. feel like your grandmother's death, did that bring the family together a little bit more after that? It, it definitely did um things like as far as like us still like not being like super emotional like as far as like saying yeah. things i'm like this i'm the emotional one in my family um which is funny because i look like so bored all of the time to a lot of people but i'm like this crazy emotional person to my family mm. and um you know i think we all kind of took it as you never know you know, when the last time you're going to see someone is. And so 
we definitely got a lot closer in that way and just like really cherishing the time and like trying to do things together and plan trips because I missed so much with my family just like putting myself through college and all of that and so it just really put things into perspective for me how much how important it is to have that time yeah talk to us a little bit about that like how like what was it like growing up um you know throughout the years and your younger years through college and whatnot well um my parents are divorced i have like no memory of them being together but i have a very active dad in my life and but i did grow up with like a single mom essentially two older brothers um very fun household uh lots of like rough housing and stuff like that but i i used to you know really pride myself on like trying to be tough just because i was like basically a little brother (laughs) um yeah but you know, both of my parents are just not super emotional people. Um, and neither were their parents. It's just like generational in my yeah. family. But I've always kind of been this like, no, but I like want to say how I'm feeling. I just haven't always had it like modeled for me. And so I think like my siblings and I are a lot more active and like trying to be better at that. Um, but yeah. What, are, what would you say, Serena? And I just had to go back right quick, Ryan, and emphasize what you just said. We never know yeah. when the last time we'll see somebody. Right. right. And I, I, I'll keep it at that, but I just wanted to, to highlight that and uh, sending our condolences to you and your family. Uh, it's, you know, we see grieving is different for different people at different stages of their life. So uh, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, you had mentioned to what you were just saying, you know, being a little brother, basically, in essence, how much older are your older brothers? Um, I have a brother that is three and a half years older than me and a brother that's almost eight years older than me. I have lots of younger siblings all of a sudden, but that is all of of a sudden. All of a sudden. Yeah, that that's essentially how I grew up was just having my two older brothers. What was that like? What was that relationship like growing up? Well, the oldest brother was always super protective over me and my middle brother we would just go at it like wwe style like fighting each other oh wow like and i mean not really like hurting each other but i mean it was just i was a little dude like outside playing (laughs) ball with my brother um that was a little dude we we would kind of rough house and then like my older brother would be like hey like stop being so rough with her you know (laughs) sounds like me it sounds like me the older brother syndrome right there so (laughs) I kind of want to know about, like, I'm, you know, you and your family, you grew up not being the most open about feelings. Uh, your parents separated at a young age. Is that mm-hmm. fair to say? Yeah. Um, I have, like, no memory of my parents being together. I was two. You were two? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Makes sense. Got it. Uh, and then you mentioned you put yourself through college. It's you like a very independent woman. Um, so definitely love that and it's kudos to you you know making it happen how is it putting yourself through college because i had that opportunity i was like nope not gonna do it oh it was rough and there were so many yeah. times that i was just so close to quitting um for the last time i convinced i was doing i was like convinced that i was doing it for my mom um just because i'm i'm a first generation gra- graduate of college and so congratulations thank you um, where'd you go? Where'd you go to school? I went to the University of Central Oklahoma. It's just like a small D two okay. college here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was always instilled in me like it was never an option in my mind. My parents were just like, "No, you're going to college." And then neither of my brothers went, and I saw you know my parents kind of be like, "Come on, you're going to college." And so I just like <laughs> did it. I I just did it. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. That's kind of why I'm like all over the place with like my career choice and then, um, you know, what I actually went to school for. But yeah, I mean, it was tough. Um, I I don't come from a family that has a lot of money. My parents helped me as they could, but it was my responsibility to take care of myself. And like I was paying rent and, you know, paying for things with my car and like paying for tuition all at the same time. And I, I had a really hard time with it a lot because more power to you. 
I mean, it was it was tough. You made um, it, yeah. Worked a lot of random jobs to do that for myself, but that's that's like something I'm really proud of. Oh, definitely, yeah, absolutely, so as you should I'm, be. I'm proud for you because <laughs> could could not be me. Uh, back to your your day with Clayton, right? You, you know, y'all have this deep conversation. I appreciate you, you know, opening up a little bit with us here on, on talking out. You get the one on one. You know, you get the rose at the end of it. How did it feel when you got that rose from Clayton after having that deep conversation and earlier, you know, having a, a wonderful, fun embrace with him? I mean, it felt like a really like well-rounded day, and um, it it felt like we had progressed so much by the end of it, just because you know I had that one-on-one, and we had been there and been on dates already, and so I felt like you know I had already kind of established this like really fun relationship with him. I just wanted to see, okay, like you know, can we have like a deeper connection? you know, can we connect on more than just like being goofy with each other and like chasing each other with cake, you know? Um, And those, those conversations started to progress and that's why I was so excited, but we all know time is so limited and there were so many people. Um, And so at the end of that night, I felt really good about where we were at and um, just really excited, and I was really thankful that he listened to me the way that he did. He's a really active listener. Um, yes, you, know, you don't see like the whole conversation, um, but he was really great. And I'm not sure how I would respond if someone had said that to me either. So, yeah, he mentioned that you know there was like more to more to you. You were a little bit mysterious, and he wanted to know more about you. Like how how easy did he make that? you know, transition for you to be able to open up to him? Um, you know, looking back, I thought I was being so open at the time, like before, you know, seeing this and I can kind of see it now where he's like, oh, she's definitely like holding back a little bit. And I was like, what? Mm. We have so much fun together. I just want to have like a deeper conversation. But, um, I, I think he could kind of sense that and, um, some of that, you know, came from traveling, which was like thinking about like losing my cousin and things like that. Mm. I'm having like these crazy life experiences that like she'll never get to have. And so we'd be like having all this fun. And I just kind of like have this wall up a little bit sometimes because my wheels were always like turning with like other things um, that I couldn't really like always push to the side. Um, But he made it so easy. It was never like with him a question of can I open up to him he made it so easy it was just like oh this is kind of like deep stuff um this is kind of like deep dark stuff like when is the right time for this um but you know he asked me about it and I trusted him and so it just it felt really good for it to be so well received because it was a lot it was a lot sorry so much was said right there thank you um you, you you say that, you know, you and your family don't open up or talk about these emotional things, but uh, and sending condolences to your cousin as well and your grandmother. Yes. I, I literally feel through the screen that you are an empath. You do, you can feel, you know, you do feel for your people. You do have lots of love to give. Uh, for the people listening, what would you tell them are some ways that they can like open up a bit? Because we've seen, both sides of you. We've seen you starting to open up. We see it here right now. I think for me, um, just like having having a good support in people around me, not always feeling like they knew what I needed from them. And so for me, it's been about like learning to be able to say like what I need from people or um, letting people know how I'm feeling because growing up in a house with like so many kids, I was so observant of like everything else going on um, that I think the most helpful thing for me has been to like really slow down and remember to tell people how I'm feeling, Um, which is, it sounds like such a small thing, but you can't expect people to understand what you're going through or, you know, relate or just know where they're at with you if you don't tell them you know you don't tell them how you're feeling and that was another thing i didn't want like literally my mind was blown he was like 
I, I would was wondering if you were like less interested in me than you were he said something along those lines then i was like what i would never want i would never want you to think that um what (laughs) what is it not obvious (laughs) i guess it was Um, not obvious but no that's so real right there that's uh that's paramount serene that's everything like you just said it may seem so small but it's such a huge thing um, but a small thing that we could do, but the outcome is absolutely pivotal of just, hey, how you doing? To all the people in our peer groups, how you feeling? And for you to be able to do your part and reciprocate and just be honest about how you feel. So uh, thank you for sharing that. I'm pretty sure you're definitely going to help somebody out there to include Brian and myself. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you. And do you feel like the show, I mean, obviously going through this experience and, you know, being on national television, talking about you know, things that are so personal, like, how do you feel like that's helped you moving forward now that you're out now that you're out in the real world? I mean, honestly, just seeing a lot of how I communicate and I can kind of see my own wheels turning. And like, I remember what I was thinking at the time. And I think seeing myself and seeing myself express these things has definitely helped a lot because I, I mean, it might not have seemed like the craziest thing to a lot of people, but I really had to push myself to um, feel comfortable doing that. Um, not that like I was uncomfortable with Clayton at all. It was more of like, is it normal to, you know, he's asking like, should I tell him? Is it the right time? Like, I just think about things so much that it can kind of become like just a whole nother thing and so it definitely has helped me just to see um how i communicate and because i'm so observant of other people but i'm never paying attention to myself you know i'm just yeah yeah you know i once heard something from one of my homegirls she said uh this is crazy and i want to get back to you she's you just made me think of it she said she calls me mikey she's like mikey um i was asking her how her son was this was like five six years ago she was like I feel bad for saying this, but no one ever asked because she had just had a, a newborn. She was like, no one ever asked how I'm doing. Right. She's like focusing all her time, energy, effort onto her child, which is like what a parent should do. But at the same time, she just felt like she was almost isolated. And like listening to you, having all these siblings, you know, being a teacher, being in this house full of all these crazy women, you know, you're trying to like look out for everybody else, make sure everybody else is okay. But, you know, Serene, we love you too. Yeah. Thank you. We try we try to hear what you gotta say as well. Um but like on to some to some to some fun stuff, right? Were you at all nervous, you know, getting on that stage and basically roasting Clayton? Yes, I was so nervous and oh man, like stage fright. Yes, but at the same time, like something we kind of would talk about and bond over is that like we both have brothers. And I was like I don't, I don't know if I want to roast you. Like I grew up with, I grew up with brothers. Like it's either going to be well, really bad because I think I'm funny and I'm not, or it's, yeah. or it's going to be like rough. Like, so I, I was really nervous for that just because I was like, me and my brother go at it like unfiltered. He's like, no, like bring it serene. Like I Come need to bring it. From your perspective, because you were there, right? People that we can have a million guests on, and they would, they could always say, "Mike, you weren't there." You know, Brian, you weren't there. Right. So, Serene, let's talk about the Rosa Shanae, because that was like straight fire. Was it deservingly so? Was it what? Was it? Did, did she deserve it? Did she deserve to get roasted the way she did? I no lies were told. <laughs> Right. Fair, I'll just say enough. that. No lies no hey. were told. Fair, I mean, was it thing? Probably not, but everyone yeah, got roasted. Like there there are yeah. things that, you know, people don't really see and we all roasted everyone. Like Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Went, like all of us went for it with everyone. So it wasn't I know that it could definitely look like hard. Yeah, it was but it was just people going off of their experiences and we're all like okay, we can finally like just relax and like have fun. This is a super fun day. And so I think people were just excited to do that. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was an interesting dynamic that it's like, okay, you guys kind of laid off uh, Shanae a little bit and you guys went at each other. I was like, okay, there's maybe a little other drama starting between the other women now. Like it's not all Shanae. So I thought that was pretty interesting. 
Yeah. Hey, let, them, let, them, let them talk shit about each other. You know? <laughs> that never hurt anybody, right? Yeah. I, I had no clue that the roast was going to be as crazy as it was. So wait, what was the biggest roast about you? Like, what was the... Good question. Oh, that I have a big forehead. <laughs> That's not a roast. Oh, that's it. That's, that's, that's as good as it can do. Oh, yeah, like I have a big forehead. Um, Teddy and I are kind of like we treat each other like sisters. And so she had said something along the lines of like, I talk so much. I'm so long winded that I start to lose people. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, OK, that, that's that's a good one. That's it was good funny. One right it was funny. It was all in good fun. Like we were all cracking up like. I mean, some of it hurt. It, it's a roast, but that's what's so great about it. Like, we exactly. got, we got to brush it off the shoulders. Some that's of it. Us got close. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> the the most famous big head in the game right now is glowing. She's doing beautiful Rihanna. So we love girls with big foreheads. You know, do you do that? If having forehead means anything, like it's just more for us to kiss on. That's all. <laughs> It's just I'll, I'll take it. I'll take a big forehead if it has anything to do with her. <laughs> there we go. All right, so Serene, we want to, you know, dive into you a bit more. And you're from you're from OKC, right? Yes. I'm correct. All right. So, what in the world is it like growing up in OKC? Tell me about that. Uh, there's, I mean, there's, it's a growing city. Um, yes. There are things popping up all over the place, and I've lived here my entire life, so. It's kind of like driving down the street or hearing about something. There's a new business all the time. Like things are just starting to pop up. But when I was a kid, there wasn't really a lot. Um, I, you know, I went to school in the inner city. And so it was relatively diverse for what people would picture, I think, with Oklahoma. Um, lots of different races. But yeah, I mean, there's there wasn't a whole ton growing up. <laughs> Who was Serene in high school? I was all over the place. I mean, just dipping my toes in anything. Just, I like ran track. Not like Marlena though. Uh, no. Not like Marlena. <laughs> Put it up there. Not like Marlena. Not like that. What was your What was your event? Um, I ran mid distance, so I'm not super fast. <laughs> not super fast, but I had like the stamina to keep going. Like I could like sneak up on people at the end of the race. Gotcha. That there last little go. leg. Yeah, like and what was sixteen hundred. Uh, okay, so like in high school and college, like what was dating like <laughs> in Oklahoma City? I mean, I had <laughs> I had like a couple of high school boyfriends and um, in college, just dating around, but like nobody's serious about anything, and so. I think for me, just like wanting to have a family, I'm kind of like, I'm not going to like waste my time on this. I'm very much, I can see what you're doing right now. I, I can see what you want and I'm not going to be bothered with it if like our values don't align. So I haven't really I dated it. a ton, um, you know, but I've dated a little bit. So did like it. any of those experiences help you going on to The Bachelor and, and meeting Clayton and did you know more or less going in what you were looking for when it came to a significant other? Um, I I would say definitely, but Clayton is just like the sweetest unicorn. So <laughs> really, it's really easy to just, like it's, it wasn't really comparable to anything I had experienced before as far as like mm -hmm. relationships go. Um, so I don't know, it's kind of tough. Like every guy I've dated has been a little bit different, but like, everything has its own lesson you know definitely so absolutely yeah i i love the way you said that about the, the people that you dated you were so sweet when you just described it we know what it was <laughs> they ain't shit, <laughs> <laughs> they ain't shit. I, I learned my lesson shit. yeah everybody's so sweet though i'm like Yo, everyone brian, a lesson <laughs> brian i've never asked this question before but serene if someone that you had talked to and or dated prior to going on the bachelor hit you up how would you come with them? No. And did they hit you up? Like, wait, that's Serene? Did people talk to you? Like, or people She's giving us a look right now, bro. I'm trying to read the look. What's it, what we um, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like 
you know, no one's really irredeemable unless, you know, something really bad happens, but kind of like, I don't know. I feel like once I date someone and something happens, I'm not really trying to spin the block again. Um, mm. You know, we, we have, right. I feel like most of us have had that like longer relationship where things kind of happen. You learn a lot of lessons and you just kind of realize like when to step away from people. And um, I, I feel like now I'm just like, why do you want to talk to me now? Hey, like, you want to talk to me now? What are your intentions here? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Brian, any intentions? Like, you have back no in? clue what's going on in my life right now. Like, you don't even know me anymore. Like, true. I'm a whole. Wait, whole Serene, when you say that, you got to flip the hair. And like, uh, you know, so. I feel like Brian, somebody sure. definitely, at least one person, she has at least one zombie and try to come back into it. A zombie. That's what you call it. That's what you call them. You call them zombies. Wait, what you call them? We call those hauntings. Like, hauntings. like sometimes you get right. ghosted and sometimes you get haunted. Like they just like keep coming. I ain't never heard yeah. the haunting. Serene, like Serene seems no nonsense. Like once she cuts you off, you're done. You're done. Hey. There's no, there's no coming back. There are X for a reason, Brian. There's an right. X for a reason. Yes, gotta, exactly. Got to leave it in the past. Leave it in the past. So you know, going back to the fact that you're a teacher, you teach in second grade now, um, and you were a fifth grade teacher. You know, you were saying that you didn't know exactly what you wanted to do. I still am in a limbo and I'm old. I got gray hairs now. I still don't know. But being has being a teacher and dealing with children, did I did you ever think that I would give you an advantage of going on the bachelorette or going on the bachelor, dealing with other grown adult children? Uh, it's interesting because if anything, teaching has just taught me that everyone is so different and you never truly know what's going on with someone like but i think the differences with kids they're a little more transparent and so you're able to like kind of sense things and feel things out but i think that's just it's really affected me in my just adult life everyday life um because i kind of look at people and i'm like okay there's always something more to this story with everyone like the way that people are, you know, how they communicate, how they were conditioned as a child. I really think about those things when I come into contact with people, but um, I would for sure say that helped me understand, I think, a lot more of where people were coming from living with so many people at once. I like that. It's great. Gives me like a lot of insights, something to think about for sure. And what's just a random question? What's like your discipline style like like if the kids act up in school like what are you you put them in time out like what's your what's your methodology there you know i try to be cool um i nobody likes okay, it a cool mean teacher. teacher you know <laughs> um but i i pride myself on building like a relationship first so there's like a level of respect and it's kind of like hey, trust you yeah. know you're not supposed to be doing that right now it's kind of like you see the you see the voice switch up a yeah, little bit no, there, I saw, Mike. I saw the voice switch. I saw the you know the face, the facial reactions and everything. Like, Eyebrows went down okay. a little bit. I can imagine a second grader what he would do or she would do. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's nothing sure. nothing too crazy. It's just like, are we making smart choices right now? And they're normally like, mm, I could be doing this. It's like here. you make them Your self reflect. <laughs> That's, that's how you learn, though. Like, if you just yeah. hammer things, like, do people really listen to you? Yeah, I think it's really right. important to think about your audience, like, whoever that person is, and how how are they going to receive this message the best? Like, what's the best way for me to communicate this to them, for them to receive it how I want them to? Love that. Love. I know. I'm like, I'm over here listening to a brand like, damn. <laughs> I, 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 love guess, I guess my communication she, period helped me a little bit. She's like, molding these yes. kids and making them better yes. people. That's Definitely amazing. Did. Wait, Serena, I have to ask, where's Leo DiCaprio? DiCaprio? <laughs> did, did I pronounce his name correct? It, you did. You did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's right here. He's sleeping. He's having a cat nap. But. Oh, he can't make a, an appearance on TIO? I could grab him. I could. We don't want, you? We, you know, cats be getting mad sometimes. I had a cat. Yeah, don't, don't let him claw you in the face there. <laughs> we ain't trying to have no domestic violence here on the show. <laughs> With Leo DiCaprio. Uh, 
how long have y'all been in each other's lives? <laughs> For those that don't know. So people, it's really funny because people are like, oh my gosh, crazy cat lady. And I'm just like, I just like animals. And I got him my first year in college and I was just like, what's an easy animal? Cats take care of themselves. I got a cat. So they definitely he, are easier. He's yeah. That's right. my That's dog, right. <laughs> you know, he's my dog. Um, but he's, I mean, he's pretty chill. It's been a while. I mean, I've, he's almost eight years old, so he's kind of like a grumpy old man now. Talking about animals and you being on The Bachelor, <laughs> what has been your longest previous relationship prior to going on The Bachelor? That is not where I thought that was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> that was a seamless segue, okay? Snake. <laughs> no. <laughs> my longest uh, previous relationship. Got to keep you on your toes. Was like my high school boyfriend, and we kind of dated like on and off in college. Um, but it was, I mean, it was pretty long, but it's, it's, it was like spaced out, like two years here, two years here. Do you feel that you got to ask Clayton anything that was like on pressing on your mind? Or did you feel like you held back at any point in time thus far? Did I get to ask him anything pressing? That you was, that you really truly wanted to ask or felt that you should ask anybody that you're considering to be a partner in your life? Honestly, I feel like our conversations would flow so easily that it wasn't really like, okay, ask a question or I really, yeah, it's like, it I would think, because because you really do value the time and as much as you want it to be a supernatural conversation, you do have to think about things you want to know about this person at the end of the day, if you feel like it could be something real. And so of course you go into it thinking, you know, I do need to find this out at some point, but our conversations flow so easily that it, like most of it would just come natural, you know. I, I feel right. like we would find ourselves like running out of time just because there were so many people, you know. Yeah. And just to finish off, uh, Serene, what, you know, what else would you like the viewers to know about you that maybe they couldn't see on on TV? Oh, that's a hard. Stumped her with this one. <laughs> that's a hard one. I don't know. I feel I feel like I I want people to know that I kind of have like this goofy side. Like I feel like so far what I've seen of myself, I look so serious. I look we so God caught that goofy side at, about the, at the the uh, amusement park. No. Yeah, no, I I, I think that started to come out and um Clayton made it really easy. Like we were just like big kids together, um, especially on that date and on like the birthday party date and so it was really easy to like have that brought out especially in like a foreign environment you know it's everything is just so strange and like moving so quickly it was really nice to just kind of be i don't know i keep saying like be a big kid like but that's really what it was it was just like getting to relax and like have fun that's real so you have off. a fun goofy and that's kid like really side to you yeah. that's really who i am um I like to crack jokes a lot. Am I that funny? Probably not. <laughs> if you feel as you are, that's what it matters. That's all about the I'm confidence. Person, like at the road, like ask anyone. I could not get through my jokes because I thought they were so funny. And <laughs> you just start laughing. So embarrassing. And it was embarrassing me while it was happening. But I'm one of those people that like once I start laughing, I can't stop. One of those people, like, I laugh at the most inappropriate times. Like, everybody's so serious, and I'm like. I feel like you're that person that would, like, I would love you, but it would get annoyed because, like, when you start laughing, I'm just going to have to start laughing with you. Oh. And I'm going to be like, I'm like, Mike, why are you laughing? Like, it's, it's like, just this an inappropriate laugh. moment. Like, to yeah, I'm just going to laugh. Never ending. Like, never ending. <laughs> I don't know. Just thinking about, you know, staying up super late sometimes and you have to go to bed. I was definitely the person like laughing in the rooms at the mansion, like in the night for no reason. I don't know if it was like just being like super sleepy from being on dates really late or I don't know what it was. But yeah, I just I and who, love to laugh. Those are the kind of people I need in my life. So who were you laughing with the most? Like who were your best friends in the house? Oh, my gosh. Susie is so funny. Okay. Susie's okay. so funny. Like everybody knows Gabby's really funny too, but I yeah. feel like Susie is like one of the funniest people I know. And it's so um 
understated. She's just like a goofball. Um, she was my roommate a lot. And so we would just crack up laughing. Hunter is really funny. Teddy's funny, but it's like a dry sense of humor. Like where you're like, are you being mean to me right now? But I like, I think it's funny. Like, <laughs> that was so, kind of hilarious though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right, Serene. Go ahead, Mike. Now, I was just going to say, Serene, I don't know if you do or don't know, but here I'm talking out, we ask all of our guests for a beautiful gem. So we want to hear what you got for today's episode. Okay. Um, there's this quote that has kind of stuck with me just my whole life. And I feel like it kind of applies to like er every area of your life, is, especially in my life. I found that it applies. Um, and I kind of carry it through all my different phases and like growing and changing. It's plant your own garden and decorate your own soul instead of waiting for someone to bring you flowers. So like not like being yeah. like hyper independent mm. or anything, but really just Love like that. nourish yourself. Um, you know, make sure you're getting what you need and kind of that's like the basis for being able to give love to other people, whether it's like friends, family, relationships. But I, I just feel like that's really important to take that time um, to make sure you're good. I'm, I'm a person that struggles with that a lot. And so that's something I like to remember. I love that. It's like, if you're not good, it's going to be tough for you to be good for other people, right? It's like, you right. got to be good first. Like, I can't pour from an empty cup. And sometimes exactly. we, like, let it go a little too far, you know? You have, Perhaps like, you always bring where you water it most. Right. I love Man. it. I can't. I cannot go after that, Jim. So, Brian, uh, I will leave it to you, sir. That was a great one. Thank you, Serene. Thank you. My gem, uh, just a couple things to remember out there, everybody who's listening. A couple things. Tomorrow is a new day. Making mistakes are a part of life. Saying no is okay. Not everyone has to like you. And beauty and strength come from within. Facts. So a, couple, a couple nuggets there for everybody. Yes. I think that every single individual, whether you like them or not, that's come through this show or any other position that or thing that we've done knows that not everyone will like you. Mm. <laughs> and that's some a, that we get all especially if you're on the show. That's 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 a yes. fact. <laughs> like not everyone will like you. If you expect that, you you're you're in trouble. I know. You're in the wrong yeah. business. Like should not have done it whatsoever. Uh no, I love that as well, Brian. So if we're keeping on with this theme, which I absolutely love, um, my gym of the day would be to hug that person a second longer. Just give them an extra second. Give them an extra two seconds. Uh, hug, as we all know, hugging genuinely releases serotonin and it alleviates sadness and it creates even more happiness within us all. So, uh, Brian, when I see you next, I'm going to give you a long extended hug. Uh, Serene. If you're comfortable, I'll give you a hug as well. Hug yeah. We'll have a group hug. Not only, we'll group not hug. only you get sentimental, but you came with the facts too. That was that was scientific. I had to. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Well, Serene, thank you so much for being on today's episode. Cannot wait to continue to watch your love unfold with Clayton. Yes, thank, thank you, you so for much having for being here, Brian, I felt that Serene was a grown woman. I know I said it to her face. I'm going to say it again. She just... She grown. She knows she know exactly what she wants. She knows what she's looking for. Uh, I feel that like a grown individual, we don't all have it figured out. And I think that it's beautiful that uh, she gives herself grace. And I just truly can't uh, wait to watch her season and continue to unfold with Clayton. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously we didn't get enough of her in the latest episode, but I felt yeah. like we were able to get peel back the layers a little bit and get to know her a little bit better. And she just has a, you know, such a great story with everything she had gone through in the past couple of couple years with, you know, losing family members and whatnot. And I mean, I thought that was, you know, a, a great lesson that she taught us, you know, with when she went into her grandma's bed and like, she was able to say, I love you, you know, in her final hours. And I think that's priceless at the end of the day, because sometimes, you know, we don't, we don't get that chance. You know what I'm saying? So, I thought that was beautiful and you know just the fact that she's molding the youth of of, of, of our country of okc and uh yes. you know it seems like she's molding them into you know a good good people and good individuals growing moving forward so i, lo I love everything about her story uh, i do as well and i she she got a little she do got a little mysteriousness to her yeah she oh, definitely yeah. definitely got some mysteriousness to her for sure for certain 
Uh, but I'm just happy Serene came on and uh, you know got to chop it up with us here on Talking It Out. Absolutely. And of course, to all of our listeners out there, we hope you enjoyed the episode and we just thank you guys for tuning into the episode. We love y'all. And of course, don't forget, I say this every week, we're casting for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. So make sure to head to bachelornation.com forward slash apply. Again, bachelornation.com forward slash apply. You never know. You could meet the love of your life. Or end up I mean, on paradise. Did. I don't know. One of the one of the two, maybe. You definitely did. Brian. I did, so, yeah. So right now, it's 50-50. So make sure that you guys apply. And as always, I may not, but Brian does. He wants to hear every single opinion story. No, we both do. All of them. All uh, of them. And insight. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow. Message us on social at Talking Out BN. That's Talking Out B as in Bachelor in His Nation on IG. And as always... Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And baby, I ain't got to tell you no more. Don't DM me until you hit that subscribe. We love y'all.